You're listening to Brand to Brand, a not so serious marketing show for serious marketers. With your host, Thomas Sterling. Hey, everybody. Today on the show, we're diving into the power of audience engagement. We'll take a look at brands like Duolingo and The Washington Post to see how mastering video content on TikTok can activate an audience. All right, let's kick things off. Woo! (laughs) Here we are again. It's been a whole season since we've talked about social media. We're talking about TikTok today. One billion active users, one of the fastest growing platforms on the internet. I mean... You're excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. (laughs) Coming in real hot. I feel like people are finally taking this platform seriously. A lot of brands, I think, just throwing their youngest team members into the fray Mm -hmm. to test and learn, but seeing some really positive trends. How about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. We talked about this last season with some viral video content, and it is about damn time we run back up this hill and talk about it again. Uh, We are all for authenticity on this show. I think that's important to us. We talk about how brands that lean into that, um, you know, see an increase in revenue, brand loyalty, followers on these platforms, because it's real. People don't feel like they're watching an ad or watching a commercial. They're getting to see the people and kind of the fun behind these brands and companies. It's more honest because, like, people aren't stupid. Mm -hmm. You know when you're watching a commercial, Um, And I think the brands we're talking about today have done a really good job of leaning into that, showcasing those team members on uh, their social Mm -hmm. media teams. And it's refreshing. It's a big change. And there's some money to be made uh, leaning into these platforms. Absolutely. And with that, let's get into it. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle. For sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble. You know, write it in my fear. You really have to see it. Duolingo or Washington Post? I'm taking Duolingo because I actively use that application. Oh, you are. That's Mm -hmm. great. Right now. You're an evangelist. I am a product (laughs) evangelist. Duolingo, um, just so everybody knows, it is an app based around language learning. They have 30 plus languages you can learn from. They're bite-sized, fun, easy, quick lessons. Um, You get reminders daily. That's become a big joke, too, because the app has a pretty solid push notification strategy that has annoyed some folks but gets them to use it. Um, I'm actually using it to learn Czech. That's where my mother's from. I don't have the language. It is not easy, but it has been fun, which is a big part of the app strategy, audience engagement. This is a brand that has taken off using a platform like TikTok all around using their mascot duo, which is a green bird. It's kind of like started um, a trend of making fun of that bird. I'll never forget. It was like a, a buff. It was a meme of a buff version of the Duolingo mascot. Um, and it was like when it's when it's time for your Spanish lesson and you're avoiding it and the bird comes oh, after gosh. you and it said, hola, bitches. <laughs> and this was years ago. And it was like the first it was like almost like people were who were using Duolingo weren't talking about how much that bird made you feel shame and guilt if you missed your language lesson. <laughs> the Duolingo team has leaned into that, has taken that a step further, and has started a movement called Mascot Talk on TikTok by using their bird, Duo, it's this giant plush mascot, making fun of all those things that users have kind of laughed about in the application for years. 
but it's in a way that is so honest and hilarious and is connecting with users about like, I know our app is annoying sometimes when it pings you and it's like, but somebody's got to do the work to keep you using it and keep you on your language goals. And that's such an honest way to connect with an audience. It's unbelievable. They have 4.5 million followers on TikTok. And and what's so great about these videos is the level of production value. I mean, if you watch these, anybody can make a video like this. They're just in a freaking costume running around with captions on. That's it. And sound. And I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to take away by any means the great work that they're doing. And clearly, they're building an audience. But that's one of the things I think that's so powerful about TikTok is the expectation of production value. You go to YouTube, you watch a YouTube video, there's a certain level of mm -hmm. expectation around production value, good camera equipment, whatever. With TikTok, it's like it was recorded on a phone. You captioned it on your phone. You hit send on your phone. Yeah, you don't need a shoot day with a director no. and figuring out schedules. No. And, and like looking at TikTok from the browser on a computer, it's like, okay, well, these start to look a little bit repetitive, but that's just not the way TikTok serves up video. It's not like you're looking and seeing all the other ones associated. So they've really found a nice way to kind of capture it. And clearly it's a ton of personality. Why are you uh, picking Washington Post? Well, you know, the Watergate anniversary <laughs> happened a little while ago. And <laughs> no, uh, I mean, a brand like the Washington Post that's been around for so, so, so long, I feel like just speaks to such an interesting concept here around how they can, uh, and this is a news outlet, not taking itself too seriously, actually having fun with the concept here. And I think one of the fun things about the Washington Post, they're not obviously hiding behind a mascot as much as it's like you're seeing their social media team yeah. kind of come alive in the videos. Uh I don't know. It's there, There's something that's just sort of wildly fun about it. And again, we talked about it at the very beginning of the show. It's like, I think in so many ways, what's successful about the way that they're leveraging it is they're putting their marketing team kind of out there to just sort of test and learn because it's so new. I don't think necessarily like yeah. executive leadership came down and said, all right, here's how we want you to post it. Here's the strategy. It's like, all right, go ahead. Like, go ahead and go wild. That's here's the, the coolest equipment. part. I feel like, like the executives who are making decisions with huge marketing budgets mm -hmm. are saying, we know TikTok's important. We don't really use it. We're not sure how to leverage it. We know it's going to come across as, as not authentic if we were to dive in and build a strategy. So here you go. Gen Z staff go crazy. And that is so cool to think about the trust that these companies are putting to allow a team yeah. like that, who maybe is of a different generation, who, you know, historically in companies like that, oh, you're a junior team member. You don't have the responsibility. You work your way up this ladder to get to have that kind of autonomy. Well, They're letting know. them make decisions. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> if a small business, it's always the uh, the youngest person that's the director of that's IT. very true. Like, Can you figure out how this browser works? Small businesses <laughs> have had this right for a very long time. That's true. But bigger <laughs> corporations that maybe take themselves seriously, it's great and fun to see a brand like the Washington Post sort of dispelling with that and almost in some ways, uh, you know, kind of making fun of themselves in some ways. That's it. The self-referential kind of like <laughs> meta joking about yourself is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the best, I mean, you mentioned the anniversary of the Watergate scandal, the TikTok of, uh, that we should probably play. Oh, we should. Uh, we're going to have to describe it because <laughs> the beginning is, uh, you know, 
um, music based. Obviously, TikTok started as a, a music based platform. Right. Audio uh, has really this this intersection of audio and video has really come together in a beautiful way. But well, when you talk about intersection <laughs> of audio and video, how about the intersection of you got Woodward and Bernstein who were you know the guys behind this Watergate uh, information leak to the press uh, or to the world, and now you have a shot of them kind of walking down the hallway of the Washington Post. These guys are celebrities. I mean, just in the news and publication world, they must be super celebrities at the Washington Post. And you see the social media team sort of reacting to that. Let's play the clip. And it says, when legendary Post reporters Woodward and Bernstein visit, and just the shock and awe from the social media team. They're like slow motion (laughs) walking and the team's freaking out. So you're the guys that broke into Watergate. Broke into? (laughs) (laughs) I think what's beautiful about that is you just see this multi-generational interaction leveraging a platform that's just emerging. And I think that there's something that's powerful for that. And maybe that exposes or uh, surfaces that story to a whole new generation. And it's allowing brands to figure out a way, instead of resisting change, newspapers have been a big one as some of these traditional media platforms are shifting or changing. You talk about the newspaper industry Mm -hmm. dying because of the internet. What an incredible way to see that behemoth of a of a news outlet be stay able to relevant. exist and thrive and stay relevant yeah. and not fight it and lean into the change because ultimately if you are fighting it and that's where the world's going you're gonna become obsolete duolingo on the other hand i mean we want to play one of their tiktoks as well for anyone who knows the viral tiktok trend of like doing <laughs> going on a walk for my stupid mental health um the caption on this video is doing my stupid job to carry the stupid app with the stupid content that doesn't even make sense like that is so hilarious the mascot calling the app stupid and you're seeing seeing duolingo like go on this walk and this has become a trend of people just like aggressively trying to walk for their dumb mental health i gotta be honest with you i have no freaking idea why (laughs) these videos are so popular i mean duolingo 4.5 million followers to the washington post 1.4 but the the funniest part is the caption of this video is can you guys just like this so i can go home early (laughs) like you're knowing that it's somebody like they've personified duolingo into almost also being the social media team uh the top comment on it is i adore the person in charge of this account And what Duolingo is doing, inspiring this mascot talk trend, um, has led to other brands doing this. So Hootsuite and Sour Patch Kids are two examples who are now following in in the footsteps of Duolingo and Duo. Oh my gosh. I think it just speaks to this overwhelming trend towards people being more authentic. I mean, I don't think that this would have ever existed in the past businesses wouldn't have taken this risk. And now you can see a risk like this really paying off. Audience engagement is definitely critical in terms of retaining people, making sure you're resonating with an audience. Uh, I think even you'd see on some other platforms like an Instagram, if there's a sponsored ad, you have to tag that that's sponsored content. You are seeing celebrities interact with brands. People know it's an ad. So, you know, how much is that really maybe moving the needle in this way that you're giving social media teams the ability to also react really quickly to trends? They are changing so fast. There are trends on TikTok and on these platforms that have a really short shelf life and they go away. So if you're waiting to build some content calendar and create something and post it. 
that might already not be relevant to the people watching it. It's already old news. Talk about a news cycle, Washington Post. They know how fast that train rolls. This is what makes marketing <laughs> planning today so challenging. I mean, in so many ways, that marketing plan it needs to be kind of agile and move with the times and flexible. You know, I think a major news story could make you decide to not post anything for a day or actually completely revisit what you need to do. And I think what's nice about this stuff is obviously by lowering the production value requirement, you can just say, Hey, I got a great idea. We can shoot it today. We can post it this afternoon. I mean, it's just, it's a lot easier. And I think what's great about this platform too, is it's just, it's very inclusive. It's not the mm. traditional Facebook, Instagram model where like you kind of already need to be cool for people to take notice And this. Anybody can be cool. Anybody can leverage audio from another video that's suddenly trending. And then they can use that. They can use hashtags, all sorts of things yeah. that all of a sudden can put you on the map. You can go viral immediately with TikTok as opposed to waiting in line yeah. <laughs> on all these other channels. And it speaks to the remix culture of almost this collective consciousness of making things better. It's almost like open source comedy in yeah. a way and open source connection through building off of ideas that people have had and it's not stealing or people don't look at it like that's copywriting you took my idea it's people kind of joining in and sharing in those ideas together and for brands like um, the Washington Post talking about engaging with an audience the Washington Post usually holds the top comments on their own TikToks they're constantly engaging and replying back to people which then pulls the user back to that piece of content which then increases their likes or their uh, the amount of views on that video yeah. which is then ranking it even higher. And if you think about it, if you zoom all the way out, I know we talked about Noom earlier this year, you know, and 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 the importance around how they kind of leverage the app and kind of bring you back in and keep right. you utilizing things. But like at the end of the day, if you're sitting in a conference room, you know, at a business meeting and you're saying, all right, so we're going to take our mascot, we're going to put that bird costume on a bunch of people and we're just going to caption some videos. I don't know. How, how do you even know if that's going to be successful? Right. You don't know. You got to put it out there and see how it goes and see what happens. And I mean, you know, I think that's what's so nice is that TikTok is still this fertile ground where there's still lots of room, lots of white space, uh, just like YouTube in the early years when people were kind of blowing up. Right. To speak about a few other brands, though, that are actually actively leveraging this movement. Did you check out what the San Diego Zoo is doing? I didn't. Oh, you told me to, and I just, God. I figured I'd let you have your moment. It's a beautiful thing. It's just like, it's just these really cute, fun little animal videos that you're seeing. I mean, like you go there and it's a giraffe and it's like, boom, boom, boom. Like just, <laughs> just like just these beautiful things that made me want to go to the zoo. And I feel like in so many ways, I, I don't think I would have immediately thought of the zoo as being that. And they're a tremendous power user if you want to talk about like leveraging this. And I think in so many ways, that just is so cool to see. And it could serve as a template for any other sort of zoo adventure brands, et cetera. Like you want to drive people back in, you need to be staying top of mind. I don't know. Like who doesn't want to see cute little animals in their, in, in their habitat, moving <laughs> around and engaging. It's like silly dog videos or cat videos on the internet. America and the world cannot get enough <laughs> of that. Amen. Chipotle is another brand we've talked about on the show. 
they are doing some really interesting kind of cross marketing, not just using TikTok, mm. but I, I saw one of their videos. They weren't just doing that, but they actually were using Roblox. And in Roblox, they actually had a Chipotle that was actually built out and you could go in as your character and make a burrito. And the first kind of couple people that actually went through the process to do that actually could redeem a burrito in the real world. So it just shows multiple levels so of how cool. they're using these technologies. We've talked about the metaverse mm -hmm. to see the intersection of the metaverse and social media and all that tying together. Um, that's just a very enticing package for some of the younger generations utilizing these platforms. Yeah, and another one that I think it does a really good job of engaging on a platform like TikTok is Netflix. Uh, Netflix does series that are almost like games, like Guess That Show, where they'll get users involved in the comments by, um, you know, saying they'll have like little pictures and you'll have to figure out based on the photos what the title of a Netflix original series is. So it gets people engaged. Uh, it increases shareability of that. Um, people kind of look forward to that content. It gives them the ability to also compete, which is something that in talking about Duolingo, they've mastered. And beyond that too, um, they will create, they've almost created an ecosystem on social media, celebrating the shows that are produced by Netflix, celebrating actors who maybe are in multiple different Netflix series. And they're just talking about that, how they're using some of those same actors. And it makes you feel like you're a part of this very specific Netflix world or community, as you said, which is what these brands are figuring out how to do is create these virtual communities and take it a step further to engage yeah. with their community. Yeah. You can kind of take it further. You can kind of reach through the screen and in so many ways, not just have these be just videos where you're just talking heads, talking through to the camera. I think that's a big part of the brands that are being successful. They're either capturing on the uh, zeitgeist of the moment or they're uh, taking it further and kind of making it so that you can engage directly and not just within the comments. So if we had to put this to work, I think I would start off by saying TikTok is not just for the Gen Zs and the younger millennials. Anybody can get value out of utilizing it, whether it's for us learning and analyzing and understanding trends that are happening within the marketplace, or if it's a direct business impact, getting our brand out there and utilizing TikTok for marketing. And I would just say there truly is a window. There truly is a window that's closing. There's lots of white space. There definitely are already people that are learning and maximizing and leveraging the platform and doing it to leverage their product or service and get it out there. And I think for anybody that's listening, the homework here is if you haven't already, Take a look at TikTok from a marketing lens, and I would say take it even further. Go to getstarted.tiktok.com. Take a look there and understand what marketing vehicles are there for your business because I will tell you just from my own review, you can take a look and you can run a cost comparison between utilizing between utilizing TikTok and utilizing Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube in your marketing, and you may find it's more cost-effective. Also, like we talked about before, and like we've said previously on the show, the way that the algorithm works is tremendously more inclusive. And so you don't necessarily need to wait in line to take advantage of this. Jump in. Test the waters. Yo, bro, who got you smiling like that? Like, kill the light, so baby, close your eyes, the way you're looking at me. So if you had to take anything away from the show today, V... 
It's that if you are going to get on TikTok, really evaluate if you are bringing your authenticity A-game. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I would say it's never too late to go buy a costume and just start recording silly videos of yourself because apparently this shit works. <laughs> and with that, we're out, folks. Thanks so much for listening to the Brand to Brand podcast. Subscribe and share to unlock your platinum membership. Just kidding. That doesn't exist, but we'd really appreciate it.